Welcome into Blackhawks, insider of the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and coming up on this week's episode, Adam Burrish and I take a deep look at Patrick Kane's milestone 400th career goal. We get into the big month of February the Blackhawks just completed and look ahead to a difficult stretch of March with games against Tampa, Florida, and Dallas all on the radar in the next 11 games. Plus, Alex DeBrinkett joins us to discuss his quick start to the season, an incredible month of February as well. All that and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Hey, Blackhawk fans, your local Chevy dealers have an opportunity for you to score big. Are you ready to win an autographed Patrick Kane Chicago Blackhawks jersey? Go to ChevyDrivesChicago.com and register right now. You can't win if you don't enter. Take your best shot. Why not? Someone's got to win number 88's jersey, so it might as well be you. You must be 18 years or older to register. Go for it. Wear what Patrick Kane wears and drive what Kane and Taves drive. Offer ends March 31st. it back into the high slot. Debrinket pulls it free. Debrinket and Kane on a two-on-one break over the wing line. Kane to the left circle. Pulls up. Holds. Fires. He scores! Number 400 for Patrick Kane! Finally, he's able to beat a goaltender with a shot. And the Hawks all celebrate with Patrick Kane. A group hug right at the Red Wing blue line. Kane with a brilliant wrist shot past Thomas Grice. Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, Carter Baum, Adam Burrish with you once again. And uh, Burr, you know, a a third, I think, straight episode, we're going to open up talking about the man of the hour, Patrick Kane, scoring his 400th career goal on Sunday evening against the Red Wings. Uh, Fourth Blackhawk all time to reach 400 goals with the team. The 10th active NHL player, only the 100th NHL player. Uh, A really cool moment for Patrick Kane on Sunday night. Uh, but you could really see the relief from him knowing that uh, he reached that milestone, the pressure, the monkey was kind of off the back. Uh, just a moment of elation and uh, another milestone moment for Patrick Kane. I think they happen basically every two to three weeks at this point. Yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, you know, players don't talk about uh, the pressure they feel or wanting to get it to get it done, but they do. Uh, I've played with guys that have hit 400 or 500 goals and, um, while they like the spotlight and they like the pressure, uh, those are things that uh, you can just tell that makes them a little uncomfortable. They want to stop talking about it. They want to kind of carry on. And um, and you could see his excitement. That was, you know, of all the goals he scored so far this year, that was that was uh, – we're, we talked about Hagel's first goal, Kaner's celebration and passing it on that one. That was one of his biggest celebrations, but this was probably – um, one of the most animated we've seen him this year. It's, you know, celebrations aren't as big I've seen in the league this year with no fans in the stands. Um, but he was he was pretty pumped up with that one. You could tell his teammates were really pumped up too. On TV, if you looked in the background, you could see all his teammates kind of jumping around on the bench. That was a, it was a fun moment. We'll talk to the guy on the other side of that two-on-one, Alex Tabrinkit, a little later in the show and get kind of his thoughts on that play and whether the puck was ever going to really make it his way or not. But (laughs) an incredible individual effort uh, yet again from Patrick Kane. I mean, you're two-on-one. He waits for the defenseman to dive, pulls off a little toe drag, gets around him, and then 
absolutely buries the shot. I think Jeremy Colleton said afterwards, it wasn't like a shot that trickled in or rang off the post. I mean, he buried that puck after a nice individual effort. Uh, just, Burr, what did you see on that goal? It was, it was an incredible uh, show of skill. Yeah, he lasered it. And the elite players in the league, when they're when you're on a two-on-one, um, defensemen are really uncomfortable. And as a defenseman, their their job is to not allow that backdoor pass, take away the backdoor pass. This defenseman ended up sliding at Kaner thinking, I just got to take Kaner away. And he's so dangerous that you make a defenseman uh, think of something he probably shouldn't do. He probably should have stayed on the backdoor, protected the back half of the net, and let the goaltender take the strong side of the net. He went sliding at Kaner, and when those good players, they're so patient, and they're waiting for that defenseman to make a first move, and then ultimately the goalie to see what he's going to do. And the poor goalie was stuck in his net, not knowing where the puck was going to go. Uh, the defenseman tried to slide, slid too early, and Kaner, that puck's taped on his stick. He's playing a video game out there, so he just had to wait, 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 wait. All right, you're going to slide. I'm going to toe drag it around you. I'm going to look to the far side so the goalie leans, and I'm going to laser it low blocker side, uh, you know, just everybody looked silly on the play except for Kaner. Even Cat looked a little silly back door all alone, yeah. waving his stick, thinking he might get it. Uh-uh, Kaner 400. Uh, that was just an elite two-on-one play in practice. You see guys do it all the time. Um, and that's one of the biggest differences. I, I You can see in the NHL between your high-end guys and your, your bottom six kind of guys is the amount of times the elite guys make the right play on the two-on-ones, either pass it or shoot it and score and, Kaner's one of the best all time at it. You mentioned how excited everyone was after the goal, including, of course, Patrick Kane himself. But uh, I always thought it was interesting. Ryan Carpenter on that same game notches his first career uh, two goal night in the NHL. Uh, something he's never done. He has twenty. He had twenty career goals coming into the night uh, overall. And he's asked about the two goals after the game, and he said, "Yeah, you know, it's great, whatever." But this night was all about Patrick Kane. I mean, the buy-in from everyone in the locker room was this was about Kane and it was a, a real team effort and everyone was just elated to see him finally reach that milestone. Um, you know, not that he's been sitting on it for too long, but uh, one that I think everyone has known was coming for some time and puts him into uh, even more elite uh with some elite names in NHL history as far as players to reach 400 career goals. Yeah, it doesn't when, – when you're playing with guys like Patrick Kane and these Hall of Fame-type players that can dominate games and some of the best to ever play, uh, every day you're amazed. And people would think that, oh, you see it every day, you see it in practice. You see things in practice every day that he didn't – that you've never seen before. And every day is – is you're, it makes it exciting to go to the rink when you've got players like that that you get to watch and see up close – um, and when you get an answer like that from Ryan Carpenter, it's, it's truthful, like a two goal game for a, a career fourth line guy, which is what he said he's been an adept player. That's a big deal. I never scored two goals in a game in my career. I can tell you that. Um, um, I guess that's not saying a whole lot though, uh, but, um, that, that's a big deal. And, you know, for a guy that was, you know, a bottom, bottom depth guy and he's on the first power play now and he scores two goals, but. He's serious when he means it. Like this was about Patrick Kane, and it's uh, you're impressed when you play with guys like that, and and, and you can't help but to to just look around every day and watch him in practice, and then in a game like that, it's it's. I can tell you firsthand, you, you see things every day that you're just like, holy man, is this cool to be able to play with a guy like this? Well, a seven-two win on Sunday night, capping off a back-to-back against the Detroit Red Wings. The Blackhawks dropped the first game of that two-game set, but. The bounce back in the second game, putting up seven goals, the most 
They've scored in a game this season. Caps off Burr what was an incredible month of February, a 9-3-1 record, tied for second, not only NHL wins, but points uh, during the month of February. And don't look now, but I mean, the Blackhawks have a fairly strong hold on the fourth spot in the Central Division as we approach the midpoint of the season, uh, surprising a lot of people along the way when you look at both points and points percentage. There's a, a considerable gap between fourth and fifth and, and the teams even further down. Yeah, the start of the month, a lot of people could have said, well, they're overachieving a little bit. We'll see what happens. When you go 9-3-1 and one in a month and think you had said tied for second for the most wins in the month of February. It's not a fluke anymore. And this isn't a team that's, you know, getting lucky or getting some lucky bounces. They're beating teams in tight, low scoring games. They're beating teams in the shootout games. You go or you know, the six, five games. Think back to the Columbus Blue Jackets game where it was an absolute shootout. Um, they're winning in a lot of different styles, but the one consistent thing that, that they continue to do and preach about is hard work and effort and grinding, uh, wearing teams down, putting themselves uh, in good positions for each other. Um, it's not a fluke anymore. This is a good hockey team that's bought into the system the coaches have put in front of them and, and starts with number one, just effort and hard work and grit. Um, and it's become a fun team to watch. And, you know, the, the, the guys keep talking about, well, we're not going to overskill teams or we're not going to – well, and maybe they won't. Maybe they're not. We'll see with Tampa Bay, one of the highest skills team, how this matchup is coming up. But, you know, I'd argue this team does have a lot more skill than people give it credit for up and down the lineup and young guys, old guys. Uh, it's an, It's been an exciting team to watch. And when you have a month like that, Carter, I, I, I'm not so sure people can say it's a fluke anymore. This is a team that can compete with everybody. But this weekend – Starting tomorrow, uh, it'll be a good test. Yeah, big uh, 11 games upcoming to start off March. You have five games against Tampa, four against Florida in that stretch, the two teams that are one and two in the Central Division right now, and then another two games against the team in Dallas who isn't off to the best start right now. They've had some stops and starts to their schedule. They've got a lot of games to make up, but they're still largely the same team that went to the Stanley Cup final last year, so always a dangerous team there. I mean, Burr, when you look at this schedule, you could you could circle it on the calendar almost from the get-go that this stretch was going to be a big one. But you mentioned the month of February, nine wins, really off to a great start. How important is it, is it to go into this test starting on Thursday night, three games in four days against the Tampa Bay Lightning defending Stanley Cup champions to uh, really prove and showcase the growth that this team has gone through since the opening week of the season? Yeah, opening opening week of the season, you play the Tampa Bay defending Stanley Cup champions. And you could see there wasn't a whole lot of confidence in this team yet. They kind of weren't sure what kind of team they wanted to be, how they wanted to play. Um, you know, if you're going to play against this team, which I'd argue is probably right now maybe the best team in the league, pretty good time to match up against them. This Blackhawks team certainly seems to feel really confident. They feel good about their game. Um, you got the Kane 400 goal thing over with, uh, but you're still kind of excited about it because um, you're, you're rattling off wins. You've had a great, great month, and now the defending cup champs come in, and so if there's a time you want to meet them, this is probably it, and, and it should be a good matchup, and it, it's a good measuring test because I think this is a team that you know could certainly compete for the Stanley Cup again, probably certainly, if not the favorite, one of the top three favorites in the league to go back and win the cup again. So let's see where we're at, and it should be a good matchup at a great time for the Hawks. Patrick Kane's 400th goal capped off a fantastic month of February for him. Uh, 24 points in, in 13 games, led the NHL in points, was named the Central Division uh, Player of the Month 
essentially uh, on Tuesday from the NHL. I mean, just another incredible month from him, but you follow it up with our guest who we'll hear from in just a minute, Alex Dabrinkit. You know, 13 games as well, 19 points, 9 goals, 10 assists, uh, the fastest start to reach 10 goals in a season of his career uh, in just over 20 games. This is a a player who's retooled his game, really found his scoring touch that for inexplicable reasons just wasn't going in last year. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit is maybe playing some of his best hockey uh, of his career right now. And it's really fun to watch because every night it's Patrick Kane and then it's Alex Dabrinkit right behind him or sometimes in front of him just taking over the show. Yeah, we talk about Kaner being one of the best Americans to ever play and certainly one of the best right now. Alex is in that category of one of the best Americans in the league right now too. And he's a guy that last year was frustrated the way that certainly in the playoffs, just not being able to find the net being around it, but not being able to score those big goals that he had done in the previous season. Um, you know, you're a guy that can score 30, 40 goals and he probably, he probably expects that out of himself now after doing that to get to at least 30 every year. Um, and when you have an off year, it's, it can be frustrating and, you know, you get the, the, the critics and the people saying is, is, was the first two years of fluke was the was 30 40 goals of fluke for him or can he get back there and i think people that watch him and people that are around him and guys on his team know this no this this is not a fluke this guy is he's a legitimate 30 to 40 goal guy every year he's that good and he's proving that this year and I, he looks faster to me this year he looks like he's quick he's fast um he he must have spent some great time in the offseason training he always trains hard uh, he's a rink rat. He's always around the rink. He's always like looking to work out. He likes spending time with with Paulie Goodman, the strength staff. And but he looks faster to me. And and that could also be a product of what Jeremy, how he has these guys playing with encouraging and demanding that everybody move their feet and play hard and forecheck and back check. And the guys talk about that. And when you're when you're playing with that mentality that you always have to go fast. Um, it makes the game easier. You have more space. You have more time, and you can create a lot more. And when you're listening, when you're listening to what these guys say, they talk about that a lot. And I think a lot of times when, when you're moving your feet and coaches say that when you move the feet, move your feet, the game gets easier. And we're seeing that with Alex right now. He looks fast. He looks fast. And, you know, we touched on it with Patrick Kane last week, but leading by example, you mentioned the two-way play. It's just added another element to his game this season that not only can he contribute at one end of the ice, but he can win the puck back on the other side as well. And it's, it's a talent that we laud over with, Brandon Hagel and some of the bottom six guys and just their tenacity to win the puck back. But when your top line wingers and your top line uh, is doing that as well, it's an incredible thing to see when you have all four lines essentially playing the same type of game and it can wear down opponents and I'm sure be very difficult to play against. Yeah, it's when you have four lines that all play, you know, the, the skill level is not all the same, but the effort and the pace and the and the speed is there. Uh, it's hard. There's no breaks. And I, I think the hardest part other teams defensemen have with it is that there is just relentless pressure coming. There's relentless speed coming at you. And it's not always the skill that can kill you. It's that it's that speed. It's that effort. It's that being being hard on pucks and hounding pucks that you hear these guys talk about so much now. And I think that's also why it's been fun to watch this team, because every line that goes over, it, they're just working and they're dogs on the puck and they're hounding pucks. And it's it's for checking. It's back checking. Um, and they're demanding that out of each other. The coaching staff is demanding it, but a lot of times it's players demanding it out of each other. And you said it best that when you've got your best players 
you know, and Patrick Kane and Duncan Keith and some of these veteran guys that have been around doing it. Well, everybody else does it then too. And, and they've all bought in. And I think that's when you got a team doing that, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Well, we'll, uh, Send it over now to Alex Debrinkit. He talks about why he got off to such a great start uh, and as well as just the excitement and the, the tenacity that this team is playing with right now. And without further ado, here's Alex Debrinkit. Joined now by Alex Debrinkit. And uh, Alex, first off, I have to dive right into it. Patrick Kane stole the headlines on Sunday during the game, but you notched your fourth career four-point night, a goal, three assists, your first in over two years. You're on a six-game point streak right now. Your second in NHL scoring for or third in NHL scoring for the month of February. What is clicking for you so well right now? Uh, it seems like every night you're right in the middle of the action. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously playing with Kaner, uh, a lot of stuff happens and we get a lot of chances. So, um, you know, having a guy of that skill on your line obviously makes uh, everything easier. So, um, just trying to go with the flow and. Uh, you know, get pucks back, forecheck hard, and um, usually stuff happens when, when you're out there with those guys. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun this year. Everybody knows uh, you seem to be a little frustrated. Last year, pucks weren't going in for you. I think people that have watched you over the last couple of years, they, nobody was too worried about it. What's been the biggest change for you? Pucks are going in now. Pucks are finding you. Um, what changed for you? What, what, what was your mindset? Um, yeah, I mean, I think last year – just, you know, some shots weren't going in. I, I maybe didn't pick my spots or whatever it was. But, um, you know, last year was big for me um, with my defensive game and obviously back checking and whatever um, I had to do to, to, to still be in the lineup and still be effective every night. I think um, I learned a lot last year and, and kind of took it into this year. And obviously bounces are going my way this year. So, um, you know, putting that all together, I just feel like Last year was huge for me in my development and um, has definitely made me a, a better player overall. And um, I can play at both ends of the ice now and, um, you know, can still play offensive zone. So I think it's, uh, you know, a bounce here and there and just some some lucky placement. I think it's it, it's been good this year. And, um, you know, sometimes that doesn't come. Sometimes it does. Um, try not to get frustrated and just, um, you know, go with it. You are never coming out of the lineup either, by the way. So come on. <laughs> I hope not, but you never know. I think uh, crazier things have happened and, um, you know, just work hard each day to, to stay in there and, um, you know, take my job. You touched on the two-way game. I mean, that's something that Jeremy Colleton brings up. I think every time your name is mentioned, that's the the biggest thing that he speaks highly of you on and how much is that not only in your game uh been able to build this season and, and something that has become a staple of your game but it seems like the the team as a whole is really starting to play more that way as well and really buying into what what jeremy wants to see yeah for sure i think um you know our, our team this year we have a lot of young guys and a lot of guys um who are just making their way into the league and um you know, if I can send an example and, and, and be back checking hard and um, for checking hard, I think, um, you know, it, it goes down the lineup. And I think everyone this year um, with, with expectations going into the year, we knew we weren't going to beat teams with uh, skills. So um, everyone in that room has worked so hard. And, and like you said, really bought into the system. Jeremy wants us to play. And um, it, it's been a lot of fun, um, you know, suiting up every night next to those guys and, um, you know, seeing them battle that hard and, really, um, you know, be going towards something bigger than, um, you know, just winning a few games. We want to obviously make it to the playoffs and go on a deep run. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's a lot of fun watching these guys work hard. 
It was a weird off season for you guys, and we've talked about it on this podcast a few times. I, I talk about, I think it was two years ago before the World Championships, I went to the rink one day, and you and Kaner were out there working on batting pucks out of the air and getting bad rolling pucks and handling them and shooting them quick. And we saw that goal you scored the other night where you batted one out of the air. And I was telling people, you guys work on those things, and, and people that go to practice see it. What were some things that you worked on this offseason? I know you have your skills coach. You guys have talked about breaking down video in areas where you and Kaner can get open or exploit defenses. But what were some of the things specifically that you worked on in this offseason? Um, yeah, for me, obviously, a, a lot of different things. But, um, you know, last year, obviously, pucks weren't going in. So um, I worked on my shot a lot this summer, um, you know, getting it off quick, just working on shooting everything I can. And, um I think I did that a lot and um, was really able to, you know, spend some time on the ice and just, you know, whether it's standing still and shooting pucks or, um, you know, coming in with speed and shooting pucks, I think it all helps, um, you know, where you want to put it or, or whatever it is. I think um, that was a big thing I was focused on this summer. And, um, you know, right now I've been able to find, you know, right place, right time a few times. And um, it's, it's, it's been going well so far. I think one of the things that is most impressive you not only started the season well, but you missed four games a little over a week while in COVID protocol. You didn't have COVID-19, but how difficult was that to kind of maintain your game, maintain your shape while in quarantine there, while kind of away from the team and really hit the ground running? I think you had three straight two-point nights in your first three games back uh, after not practicing or really doing much skating for over a week. Yeah, so uh, I, I was able to work out, but, um, you know, other than that, I was just sitting at home, you know, watching the team play, which um, is obviously tough. But I think, um, you know, looking back at it, I think it, it was good for me. It got me, um, you know, re-energized. Obviously, I was fresh um, th those first few games and um, I was able to, you know, just keep working hard. I think I was so excited to come back to the team. So I was kind of all over the puck those games and, um you know, I, I think I, you know, watching the game, you see some things that maybe you don't see when you're playing. So, um, you know, try to take as much in as possible and, um, you know, just do anything I could to learn from it and, um, you know, come back strong. Carter talked about Kaner's 400th goal he just scored. Can you take us in the locker room? Was there any talk before the game? And then I'd have to assume maybe did Kaner say something after the game or did you guys say anything? And what was the what was the locker room like before the game and then anything cool after? Um, yeah, before the game, not, not too much was, was talked about. Um, I know he could have got it the game before too. He had a lot of chances. So, um, I don't think anyone really said anything before the game, but, um, I think it's funny after he scored, um, someone came up to him on the bench and, and was like, finally, and he's like, finally, it was one game, like one game. So I thought that was funny, but, um, you know, it seemed like a long time cause he had a lot of chances and, um, obviously he's bound to bury one sooner or later, but after the game, um, you know, we hand out the belt and, um, he, he was able to get the belt obviously. And, um, you know, Subi was the one who had it before and he gave a nice speech about, um, you know, obviously how we're, we're all honored to, um, you know, be playing with him and it, it's such a pleasure to watch him and, and see what he does every day, whether it's in practice or games. So, um, that, that was definitely cool. And then, um, Kaner gave his speech and it, it was just a, a cool moment to be a part of, um, you know, obviously 400 goals is, is a huge milestone and, um, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he reaches 500 soon, but, 
Um, I think, you know, he's a guy who works so hard that um, it, it's it's awesome to see him get these milestones and it's, it's fun to be a part of. Ryan Carpenter mentioned after the game that uh, he was sitting on the bench and thought on that two-on-one, there's no chance that he's not shooting that puck. You were on the other side of the ice there with him on that two-on-one where he scored the 400th goal. Was there any thought in your mind that you were getting that puck or did you know he was taking it the whole way? You were open too. You were open, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking if uh, if he gave it to me, I was going to try to give it back. So that was the only <laughs> thing, but um, I kind of figured he wasn't going to give it over. I mean, that's a, a great opportunity for him to shoot and um, obviously made a nice move, but uh, <laughs> in the celebration pile, he, he goes to me, I'm never passing that puck. I'm never passing that puck. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was funny too, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just awesome to be out there. Um, I kind of got lit up after, so I saw that. Didn't, didn't enjoy it too much. But, um, no, it, it was, it was really cool. It was a cool moment to be a part of. It, it seems like you guys are having a lot of fun this year and the team gets along really well. And while you're a relatively young guy in the league, probably on this team, a lot of times you probably feel like one of the older veteran guys around there. Is there a young guy that's impressed you or stood out to you that uh, coming into the season, you didn't really know anything about. And now you're like, man, this guy's a real NHL player. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think I could go down a list here. I think there, there's so many that have come in and really had a huge impact. Um, obviously suits. He's uh, he's been great on our line and, and has really helped us out, makes a lot of nice plays and, um, you know, creates a lot of chances. He's a guy that didn't really know too much about, but, um, he's fit in very nice. And obviously, um, another guy like Hagel, he, he, he hunts pucks down. He he's great in the offensive zone and can, can make some moves and, um, works really hard. So I think those are two of the guys, but like, I, like I said, I could go down the list. I mean, you got Kershev, you got Mitchell, you know, Lankinen. I mean, there, there's just so many guys that have really, um, stood out and it, are there big parts of why we're, um, you know, have had some wins and, um, are able to be in this position we are. One thing Burr and I talked about last week, you touching on some of the young guys, it seems like the cohesion between this group is stronger than ever. I mean, you see a, a guy scores first NHL goal, and I don't think there's anyone on the ice that's more excited than than Patrick Kane or any of the veterans. I mean, what is it like in this locker room, the cohesion in this group? I mean, it seems you can really see the emotion and, and the joy on the ice when you guys are playing and, and playing well. Yeah, I think um, obviously – you know, when, when you see someone score a first goal, it's uh, very exciting. And, and a guy who's, who's worked so hard and had a lot of chances, I know, like, uh, I think you're talking about Hagel's goal. But, um, yeah, I think just anytime you see someone get their first goal, it's really exciting for everyone. And um, I think in, in the locker room, we've, you know, just kind of gelled well. I think we have a lot of young guys coming to the league that are excited to just be around and um, try to learn and, um, you know, be a part of this. So, it, it's been a lot of fun and obviously things are more fun when you're winning and playing well. And, um, we've been able to, to work hard enough to, to get some wins and, um, you know, really enjoy this. So hopefully we can keep it going. And, um, but it's, it's been a fun year so far and, um, you know, we're, we're just enjoying every, every moment of it. I'm excited to watch these games coming up here against Tampa. What's, what's been the coaching staff and what's been Jeremy's message today, you know, before or after practice, I'm sure you had a meeting, going into this matchup with, you know, arguably one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, we're not going to win by skill. So um, we got to work, work them every, every shift and, um, you know, 
play the right way. I think we got to figure out ways to put um, each other in good situations, whether it's changing in the offensive zone or, uh, you know, getting pucks deep and not turning over at the blue line. I think those are all things that we can um, are easily avoidable. And um, I think we can, you know, really build off that. I know that they've had a few good games coming up and, um, you know, we're just hoping to, to work hard and, um, you know, hopefully steal some. I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but the next couple of weeks are going to be a big test for you guys. You see Tampa five times, Florida another four times, two teams on top of the division. You got a pair of games with Dallas in there, a team that's kind of fighting to get back in it as well. How crucial is the next you know stretch of games for, like you said earlier, those playoff hopes? You guys want to continue to, to make some noise in the division? I mean, how, how important are these next few weeks? Yeah, really important, obviously. Um, you got to get points when, when you can, and um, we need to figure out a way to, 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 to battle and win some games here and, um, you know, keep our hopes alive. Obviously, we're, we're in a spot right now, but, um, you know, obviously we go on a drought right now. It's not going to stay there for too long. So we got to do everything we can to, to get some points here. And um, obviously, we, we know we can compete with them. We just got to, you know, put a full 60 minutes together and, um, you know, win a game. I'd be remiss before we let you go if I didn't ask you. I mean, you've been uh, a fan favorite almost since your rookie year coming onto the scene. Uh, social media, everyone loves seeing Alex it out there, Patrick Kane, all those guys. But you've got some own competition in your own household now. Not, I'm not talking about Adam Boquist. I mean, he's he's making a name for himself. But your two dogs, Ralph and Bert. I mean, last week they're the models for the reverse retro jerseys. They're they're yeah. the stars of the show. I mean, do you have to keep their ego in check a little bit? Do they do they get a little uh, rowdy back at the house? Yeah, sometimes Ralph does. Ralph's kind of <laughs> got a big head, but um, you know, Bert's just loving every moment of it. He's 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 happy all the time. But yeah, sometimes I gotta tone Ralph down, and he gets a little cocky there. But um, you know, I, I like those pictures they posted the other day. It was pretty cute. So, um, but. I think it's, it's fun. Um, obviously my, my fiance, you know, sets up that whole account and, um, she does most of that stuff. So it's entertaining for me and I'm sure it's entertaining for a lot of other people too. So, um, we like to get a little look into our lives and, um, you know, what goes around our house. So, well, a great opening nearly half of the season for you, Alex. Uh, we hope you keep it up and, uh, best of the luck the rest of the way. And, uh, we'll hopefully chat soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kat. That will do it for this week's episode of Blackhawks Insider. For Alex Dabrinkit and Adam Burrish, I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Taves drive.